Hi, this is Conan O'Brien. You're listening to Dana, the late night cat. Welcome to an entertainment episode of Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana, here in studio with producer Shar. If you would like to email us, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. Call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. So we have a very exciting show today. Producer Shar and I are on our way. Well, we're not in the car right now or anything, but we're about to go over to the Ritz-Carlton where I get to interview Barry Jenkins, the producer of the new movie coming out, Moonlight. We got to go to the screening a couple of weeks ago. This movie is going to completely change the game. I I feel like I'm about to go interview next year's Oscar winner. And you know what's so funny is that actually happened with Asif Kapadia, the director of Amy. Did you feel that way when you I did. Him? I really did. I, before we interviewed him, I felt like, you know what? This is going to be huge. Like this guy is going to win an award. Have we have we not talked about the fact that um, there's like kind of like awards buzz around Moonlight? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. But because I, can... I feel I've had this conversation with some PR people and stuff like that, that they were saying that this, you know, like there is kind of this buzz around Moonlight and all that, and I didn't really know what it was about when we went to go see it. It's actually one of those things that normally I go in and I check the trailer out and I see if it's something and I kind of divvy it up to like who it would fit. And not, I heard that, I guess because of the buzz behind it, I go, Dana, do you want this? And then I watched the trailer and then I was just like, wow, this one's a little deep. Very deep. And so but- I was. On the addiction level, it's amazing, and and that was the thing is like, and but then I don't know if the trailer really portrayed any of that. It didn't at all, and so I wasn't. So I kind of was just like, oh man, I don't know if this is something that you would be into. And then when we watched the movie, I was just like, oh, there's complete. It it really actually naturally ties in. Oh my god, yeah. Because I mean, it's not like I mean the the it's about. Like, I don't want to say too much about it because it's not out yet. But, I mean, it's about a boy and how his world kind of shapes him. And it's like, and his mother is a drug addict. And being a recovering drug addict, I mean, and I know a lot of recovering addicts who do have kids. And it's like, children of addicts don't really get to decide for themselves how they're going to portray themselves or be in the world. And a lot of it is they have to overcompensate for the fact that they don't really have parents. So this kid wasn't like victimized by his mother in any way, but she really, that kind of a situation really shapes how he puts himself out in the world. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen it portrayed like that. And the amount of dialogue in this movie is minimal. It's like you pick it up on a human level. It's like I felt like I was watching the movie with my heart almost, <laughs> not with my ears yeah. or with my mind. I was watching the movie with my mind and my heart, not 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 so much listening. It was and uh, very similar to like American Honey. You know, like you don't have enough time to kind of process it, and we always have to do. For those who don't know, is like when usually when we do these screenings. We have to fill out kind of like these exit interviews and kind of comment about Yeah, like we... make a comment on it. And, and I'm always like, no, I need an hour to think. Right, and it's exactly that. So, so then you're always thinking about what what is my first gut reaction to this. It came to me, it was just like, it's a very intense movie. Yeah. And 
But it's like you wouldn't be able to really explain why it's intense until later, until you processed it. Right. Like, what is this heaviness I'm feeling? But it's not a bad heaviness. It was almost cathartic. I mean, it was cathartic in a lot of ways. When I think about it now, it was like I went through, it's like you're going through someone's experience. It's right. the human experience is what it is. But I mean, I connected to it on a different level because I'm an addict. It's, it has nothing to do, like anybody would connect with this movie. Anybody will like this movie. Mm-hmm. I, and, except people who are really, you know, judgmental, set in their own crap. But it's like, hey, do they even go see movies anyway? Funny. Yeah, I mean, you just, it's like, because I did talk to one person who was saying like, oh, I could empathize or something. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. So some people will watch this and they'll completely separate themselves from the character going, God, thank God that's not me. And the other funny thing is, is like I had to share at a meeting and I actually had somebody come up to me and said that she said she was crying afterwards and that she had to go talk to her sponsor because thank God she wasn't me. And I was like, wow, <laughs> okay. But she was saying it. She really meant it as a compliment. You know, she was saying it as a compliment and I was touched by it. But it's like, you know, we all go through different... Some of us have darker histories than others. Some of us have to hit bottom a lot harder than others. You know, I really... Is that I hit bottom a long saying, time ago. Is that the same thing as saying... Um, Wow, you make me feel a lot better about my life. (laughs) Funny you should say that. Yeah. It was like, you know, I I felt really bad about things, but God, I I felt so grateful for my life after your share. Yeah, it was like, I'm so grateful I didn't experience all of that stuff, you know? Because some people, yeah, some people hit a bottom, you know, like their spouse will go... um, I'm thinking about leaving you. Done deal. They're sober from then on out. I had a bottom and then I got a shovel and I kept digging. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I have a friend. We have a mutual friend. His name is Greg. I'll keep it at that. Okay. And uh, Greg, uh, he had a really rough time a few years back. Mm-hmm. Super clean now. Doing really well. Doing, and hopefully we'll have him on the show. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be, we when, should. When he's back up when he's back up north anytime uh sometime soon but i remember when he was in that place and another friend of ours were and i were talking and then uh we're like oh well you know like you know like when people are they they tend to go rock bottom he hit rock bottom and he didn't know he that wasn't deep enough for him so he decided to see what middle earth is like <laughs> oh my god that's ex- that is so good that yeah, I kept digging until I was seeing like just matter, and I'm like, oh god, okay, I better start climbing up because I'm seriously about to fall out the butthole of life right now. It's the only way I could think to say that. But no, it's like it's like the cartoon. Do you ever or you remember the uh, the Looney Tunes cartoons when they they uh, was it Yosemite Sam? Was it not Yosemite Sam? But some uh, Roadrunner. But they dig and then they end up in China or Australia or something right. like that on the other side like and everything's upside down you know what I mean yeah saying? exactly but I would end up there and be like okay I'll just learn to do things upside down <laughs> or oh I'm in China I'm gonna I can totally learn how to speak Chinese yeah I mean it's like I ridiculous like the the lengths the depths that we go to but there is some recovery in this movie which um I won't go I won't go too much into it there from a recovery standpoint there's a lot of recovery in this movie, but there is some recovery for the people and the characters around it. Um, it's just really, it's a beautiful film, and I'm looking forward to interviewing Barry Jenkins, the director of it. And um, I think you guys are going to want to see this movie. And check this out. We're about to interview somebody who's going to win an Oscar next year. I'm convinced. 
Thank you, Barry Jenkins, for joining us on Radio Rehab today. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. For those of you who don't know, Barry directed the movie Moonlight. I'm always honored to be interviewing somebody who's going to win an Oscar next year. So, <laughs> no, seriously, the movie was amazing. It's like there's. It's very rare when I go see a movie that I don't go, "Oh, that's good," but I've you know seen it before. I've never seen this before. I mean, it hasn't been done. So, how did you? How did you come into contact with this project? Uh, so the playwright Terrell McCraney uh, wrote this piece called In Moonlight Black Boys Look Blue, uh, which takes place in Miami uh, in the neighborhood that both he and I are from. And uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, these guys at a, a, a group called the Borscht Film Festival, the Borscht Film Collective uh, in Miami, uh, their whole concept is we want to get Miami natives to come back and tell Miami stories. And so they read Terrell's play and immediately because they knew this thing about both myself and Terrell, which is that both our moms struggled with this addiction uh, growing up uh, in Miami. And so they told me, this isn't about you, uh, but it's about you. And and they had this this secret plan to get me to fall in love with it. And it worked. Uh, absolutely. You know, when I read it, I just thought it was uh, this very potent uh, memory of my memories and composed them in this fever dream. Um, and when I read it, my own childhood. So, I mean, when you, Terrell, because it was kind of autobiographical for him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when he wrote the play, it it was on, uh, it was a play, like it actually was a play that was going on in New York, and then it he turned it into a screenplay, or is that not right? No, 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 he, it was never produced. The first time he wrote it was, uh, he was graduating from DePaul University as an acting undergrad, Okay. and then he was applying to Yale uh, School of Drama as a playwright, and he had to uh, submit work samples. And so he was only supposed to submit one, but being Terrell, he decided he would draft three. And Moonlight was one of those. Amazing to me is, first of all, the casting is amazing. And I'm wondering, what was your casting method like to, to find these? I mean, there's a lot of great actors out there, but these people were perfect for these parts. Yeah, you know, we tried to be really thorough. You know, it's sort of a mixture of Miami natives, like these non-actors, and then a mixture of these very seasoned actors like uh, Mahershala Ali, Andre Hall, and Naomi Harris. Um, our casting director, Yezzy Ramirez, who's from Miami, actually, uh, she scoured the, the nation, pretty much. I mean, we looked everywhere. Um, and what we were looking for was not, particularly for the main character, not three people who looked exactly alike. We were trying to find people who had the same kind of vibe and same kind of feeling. Um, and what we ended up realizing was if we could find actors who had the same sort of feeling in their eyes, you know, uh, that we could create this continuity. Because to me, between each chapter of the film, the world is shaping these characters so much that they've become like a different person. And so I felt okay that we could cast different people uh, to play the same person. And I thought one thing that was really interesting about that to me is it was kind of, I felt like it was saying like your world shapes who you are unless you, unless you can change that. And some people are a victim of circumstance and it's like, I mean, as a recovering addict, Mm -hmm. that part really was intense to me because I just remember people's kids coming to visit them in rehab and this is the relationship between the mother and son. I mean, it was heartbreaking. I really felt for them though. Yeah, for me, it's, it's this idea of nature versus nurture. And I'm a big nurture person, you know, not a big nature person. And I feel like sometimes, uh, you know, there's good, there's good nurturing and there's ill nurturing. And I think, you know, the over-application of, of one, you know, and the over-application of this idea, you know, of uh, of masculinity, you know, how, how a man walks, how a man talks. You know, if, if you're subjected to this stuff, you know, enough it can begin to dictate to you you know who you actually are um and i'm glad you bring up the term of circumstance i do think 
um, that the characters in this film aren't necessarily the victims of circumstance, because I don't want to frame it as a, as a movie about a victim, but I do think, you know, they find themselves, you know, at the mercy of the environment that they're living in, you know, and, and you think you're making choices, but I think for this character, he stops making choices and allows the world to make them for him, and that's how he ends up becoming the person that he is when we meet him in the third chapter. Yeah, because that, and that's what was so fascinating, because as a child, he was so hurt, and as an adult, it was like, how can I not be hurt? Okay, this is how I have to act. Exactly, exactly. And I love that. Exactly, yeah. And, and as sort of, you know, Terrell and I talked about this a bit. You know, we you know, we grew up with people, you know, like this, who the world was just, uh, was just so much that they felt the need to fortify themselves, as you say, you know, to prevent, you know, from being hurt. But what you do when you do that, you know, when you're making such an effort to prevent yourself from being hurt for, for being a certain way, you know, from, from being uh, picked on, you know, you end up subverting the person you actually are, you know, and all you can do is perform, you know, this element of let me protect myself uh, from the world. You know, what the way I think of it is, you know, when Travante Rhodes shows up as the character in the third story, he just looks so radically different now than yeah. he did as a teenager and it's because his whole life has become this fortification you know I'm going to buffer myself I'm going to literally create this coat of arms you know so that the world can't mess with me right. I mean literally even with the wearing the teeth mm-hmm. you know I mean it's everybody I think any male female doesn't matter goes through that to some extent like okay if I do this I'm going to get made fun of so I have to change that mm-hmm. and as a former addict like you have to act differently when you're out there or you will get taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Things will happen to you. So you that know, was, that was, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because this movie has played at quite a few uh, festivals and the places it's played are not like the world this movie is set in and the people who are watching it are not like the characters who are in the film and yet I find that people are identifying with the movie in a very, very visceral way and I think it's because we all can identify with this idea of the world shaping us against our own will, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and, and of the overpresence of this, this notion of, you know, you don't behave that way, behave this way. Don't be this person. You're much better off being that person. And it's like, but, but I'm not that person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that person, but this is who I have to be in order for you to respect me or love me. Mm-hmm. I love, I thought that was amazing. Right. But, but, but it's, but it's never truly love and it's never truly respect when it's a performance. Cause it's not you. Yeah. And, and I think it's why, you know, in the end stage of this film, you know, when these two men are just sitting across from me, from one another talking and listening, you know, I think that the idea of the world judging or predetermining and all those things go out the window. And now it's like, you have the space to just be, and then you have to decide who yeah. are you going to be, you know, now that we've allowed you the space. And that's the beautiful thing about these two characters is I can be me with you. Mm-hmm. I can be 100% mm-hmm. me. I, I think we just composed like a 1954 ditty. I think, oh, oh my God, I think so too. I feel a doo-wop song. I'm tone deaf, so I'm not going to sing, but I, no, that would be beautiful. I, the whole concept of the story was beautiful. I really, really do think that this movie is going to win an Oscar next year. I hope everybody sees it. Like it really, it touched my heart and it was one of those things that just stuck with me. Mm-hmm for weeks and because it it really is it's humanity it's like a Mm -hmm. dance that we do as humans and because at first i was like what era is this movie Mm. and then i was like it could be i was thinking 80s but then i was like it this movie is timeless Mm -hmm. this is this is just two people together all the time Mm -hmm. this is what happens as humans yeah that's sort of where we hope the movie would ultimately 
get, you know, uh, you know, the character is aging, so there is time that is passing. So it has to be rooted somewhere for sure. Um, but what we wanted people to sort of feel when they watch the film is not the idea of it's this decade or that decade, yeah. but it's like this, this stage of development and that stage of development in a person's life. And again, I think the fact that people are digging in so much uh, to the character and seeing so much of themselves in it is indicative of anybody who's gone through these stages can relate. I agree. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. I just want to say thank you so much for being on Radio Rehab, Barry. Thanks for having me. I can't wait till you win an Oscar. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed our interview with Barry Jenkins, director of the movie Moonlight. You definitely want to go see it. What a nice guy. He He was really humble for a future Oscar winner. I really, I'm convinced that he's going to win the Oscar. And seriously nice guy. There's so much intelligence and depth to this movie uh, that I think everyone should see it. And and I feel really lucky that I got to go see it. Um, and I think I'll go see it again when it comes out. I would love to see what other people think about it. Hey, if you would like to write us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions. That's G-O-T-O Productions.com. On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Radio Rehab Dana. You can call or text 415-496-9511. You can call or text even when we're not in the studio. And please remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes so that we can go on our little Radio Rehab tour and see you in your city soon. Thanks for listening.